ASMR. So open up your ears because I'm at my mom's house and she can't know that I say shit like this on the internet. So. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast and welcome to 2023. I'm still a little sick, but we're working through it. And today I'm going to be bitchy because this was not my favorite book. So all that being said, Emily and I are together. This is our first ever pod recording together. Hey guys, happy 2023. And we're loving life. Em, how are you? I'm good. I'm no longer sexting a man. So the DMs are once again open. (laughs) Starting 2023 on a fresh start. And that's pretty much it. Sav, how are you doing? I'm good. I think that you should download the apps. That's my New Year's resolution is for Emily to fall in love. And also, I do a word of the year. So my word this year is prosperity. That's a really good word. Thank you. Last year was cheer and we were really cheerful. So this year we're going to be prosperous. That is a really good word. I have four big New Year's resolutions. And I told Sav, I'd like to go on four dates, like one a season. Yeah, I said, do you want to go on four dates like a month? And she was like, no, 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 the whole year. And I was like, okay, one a quarter. Got it. I want to actually start saving some money. We'll see. Continue at the gym. And I want to cross one thing off my get a life list. So those are my four big resolutions. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really do resolutions, but I have my one word and I'm just going to keep being a baddie in 2023. That's my goal. Sav did create a new star rating for going into the year. I did. So this book made me realize that I need to reevaluate how I give reviews of books. And so here it is. One star, garbage. Hated it. Two stars, not complete garbage, but did not love. Three stars, very average. I will not remember anything about this book in a week. Here, here's where we get dicey because today's read is a three and a half stars. And that's when a book had decent elements wasn't my cup of tea but could be someone else's four stars is good four and a half to 4.7 five stars pretty good to really good and then five stars is excellent we love her as Sav said because we're getting into this book this was a five-star read for me (laughs) no one's surprised yeah I mean she put it into her top 10 she was talking she was really hyping it up and I was like dear god I didn't I didn't I didn't love it again not my cup of tea could be someone else's and that's okay we definitely read a lot over our break and I had to put mine in categories I'm gonna start from the bottom my pure love category I finished what I finished off the year with was with you alone with you in the ether by Olivia Blake when people said that this is like the most beautiful love story they ever read the most beautiful love story I've ever read you, if there's kind of spice it's written in like third party narration, but like also acts like a play at times. And like, it will be her thoughts mixed in with his thoughts. Very interesting. Probably one of the most interesting books I've ever read. Gave that a five star. And then the second category was arranged marriage slash marriage of convenience. So I read the favor by Susanna Wright, which some people said that is the number one best like marriage of convenience book. It's in my top 10. It wasn't dual POV. So that's oh. what killed it. But it was so hot. He fell first. And I think that one of the hottest things in this like category trope is when the man is like, you see, she's wearing my rings on her. I don't know what like it is about that. I just think that that's so hot. My favorite thing in arranged marriage is when he freaks out. And he's like, where's my wife? Yes. I'm like, 
Oh no, let's go find her. He dropped the wife. And then I read the Arranged Marriage Trilogy by Monica Murphy, which follows another Lancaster. It's three books. They honestly could have all been in the same book. There was no need. I still think that Wit Lancaster is my favorite Lancaster. So I read that. And then I have my dark romances. (laughs) So I read Sinner by Chantal Tessier. It's right up there with the ritual. It is so good. It takes place the same time as like Riot's book. So you get updates on Riot and like the other lords of that year. And then I read God of Wrath by Rena Kent. And once again, five stars. And the thing is with both these books, we get mirror scenes. We get hunts. It was just. You've just been in heaven. I know. I really have been. So top tier. Did you like God of Pain? Is that what we read? I think we read God of Malice. Oh, did you like God of Malice or God of Wrath more? I think I like God of Wrath more so far. I think so. The third one so oh. far. And then God favorite. of Pain is the next one. Is the second one. Yeah. But we do get, at God of Wrath, we do get updates on Killian, like the oh. other one. So but I like God of Wrath more. I'm glad someone in the podcast was reading because it was not me. I finally finished the last book in the From Blood and Ash series. When I talked about this last time, someone told me to start reading the prequel and I couldn't get into it. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'm just going to read the last one. Um, No, the prequel has very important information. <laughs> so the last like 25% of the book, I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Also, I'm going to give a spoiler. So if you haven't read War of Two Queens and you want to read from Blood and Ash, like do not listen to this. Okay. Okay. So they're fated mates, right? Okay. Poppy and Cass are fated mates. We, we love Poppy and Cass, right? Okay. They have this like advisor who is Cass's bestie and they've been besties. They were like bonded to protect each other at birth. Okay. okay. There's this thing called the joining where the three of them can. I was like a reverse harem, just the three of it them. It is. It is. Yes. And people are really upset about it because they're faded mates. And I viewed Poppy and Kieran, who's the one that's like bring, being brought in as like a brother and I'm like, but you wouldn't fuck your brother. So I don't know where to go from oh, here. interesting. Yeah. So my friend Bailey that read these books and loves them told me that War of Two Queens was horrible for this reason. And I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? And it was fine. But I just like, I have mixed emotions. I was really confused because I didn't read the prequel. And then also I was like. It's like her brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not really a brother sister relationship yeah. anymore. Like could be like a step sibling situation, but I also don't love that. So that's where I'm at there. Also finished Play With Me, which we're talking about today. And it took me forever because it was about 150 pages too long. I already prefaced it. I'm going to be a bitch, but that's where I'm at. How I felt about Ignite is <laughs> how sad feels about this book. Mm-hmm. I, I think I have some very solid points to make though. And you know what? Garrett's still going high on the on the boyfriend pyramid. So whatever. So getting into this book, we're going to talk about Becca Mack. She is a writer of books, teacher of tiny children, and a super fan of dragging you through hell on the way to a happily ever after. Growing up. <laughs> well, yeah. The Thursday breakups are sad in, in her books. Okay. Growing up, her ambition was to be able to create like a dream world for like readers to slip into. And it wasn't until the unexpected loss of her brother that finally led her to pursue her dream. The Playing for Keeps duet includes Consider Me, which is her debut novel, followed by Play With Me, which we are discussing today. 
Today's dedication is to everyone who has ever felt ready to fold themselves in half to fit somebody else's idea of who they should be. Don't dull your shine for anyone. The right people will want to bask in your sunshine, not steal it. Until then, soak it all in. You, exactly as you are, enough. I do really like the dedication. I do really like the dedication. And hearing about Becca's brother makes me feel empathy for her. And none of what I have to say has to do with her. It all has to do with Jenny. And so I feel like that is coming from my heart. So getting into it. So Jenny has always been known as Carter Beckett's little sister, a label she hates more than anything, despite how much she loves her brother. Garrett is one of the superstar hockey players, not only teammates with Carter Beckett, but is one of his best friends. When Jeannie's brother gifts her an apartment as a gift, she did not expect the extremely attractive Garrett to be her neighbor, but things escalate when Carter asks Garrett to watch over Jeannie. The two start out as a friends and escalate into a steamy relationship, but also become each other's person throughout this relationship. Through the slow dances in the kitchen to rides to school, the two truly create the perfect relationship, but things come to a halt when Carter finds out. The book takes you on a journey that is emotional at times and has you super frustrated, but does end with a very sweet, happy ending. Okay. I have very complex emotions about this book because there were things that I really enjoyed. For one, Garrett absolutely carried this book. Like his back hurts because (laughs) every character pretty much, except for Kara, Emmett, and Adam, and sometimes Olivia, were, I mean, on the back. He's carrying them through the book. I understood Jenny's hesitancy towards sex and relationships to a certain point, but Jesus Christ, at what point have we just had enough? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) at what point have we had enough? The last 150 pages, pages of this book, complete fluff. Like, if it gets to a point where I'm skipping through the I love yous and how much they mean to each other, we've got a serious fucking problem. I stopped reading the epilogue at the sapphire ring. (laughs) I'm so fucking sick of sapphire ring. Just give someone a diamond. I mean, Jesus. Like, what the mother? I'm so mad. No, authors, like, have to stop with this whole, like, oh, we'll be different with the engagement rings. Just get an oval cut. Princess Princess cut. cut Something. I mean, I'd settle for a fucking halo at this point, but I can't. (laughs) I cannot have any more pink diamonds, sapphire, emerald, a just... And Tessa Bailey, if you're listening to this, this is for you. But like, I just have had (laughs) enough. Just give a diamond ring. I'm so sick of it. Yes, it was from her mom and her father who had passed away. And that's sweet and beautiful. I still don't care. I'm heartless. The other thing that really pissed me off, why did Jenny even go to Toronto? She knew she wasn't taking that job. So you just wasted a flight and a whole lot of fuel. You just hurt the environment to take this little flight over to Toronto. And you immediately hated it. So like, what was the point? Okay. And then how many times did we have to reassure Jenny that she didn't have friends because of her brother? How many times, Emily? Like she was so insecure. It made me feel violent towards the end. Like I was really over it. Like, I know that like I did put this like my top 10 for 2022, but I do agree with the last points. Going to the Toronto really pissed me off, especially because like Jeannie had a dream and like Toronto was not her dream job. And like, she is so close. And this is the thing. Like when she went to Toronto, like you can't, you can't have an argument with like your, like your person and then like, like leave. I just thought that that was so very immature. And she's always like, I want to be in like known more than like Carter Beckett's little sister. You got to act like mature at some point. Yes, do something worthwhile. And she was a great answer. 
<laughs> she was a great dancer, but like she never at any point wanted the job. No. Never. No. When the job got brought up, she was like, oh, I don't think I want that. And I do think it is unfair also to like the friends for her to constantly be like, oh, they only like me because like I'm Carter's sister. Like, I don't think that that's fair to put on the friends either. Cause like you're diminishing kind all of the of value friendships. of friends. Yeah. Every single value friendship that you have. Yes. Okay. Well, you can talk about how much you loved it. Clearly I have some fucking thoughts. So I did like love this book. Um, I don't know what I liked more. I did like the romance between Garrett and Janie. And I think it is because of Garrett or like the bromance between all the players. Like I like the bromance. I love Cara. I really wish that her and her husband like got their own book. And Hank is probably one of my favorite side characters. And I like the development of Emily, the neighbor, like becoming friends with Janie. Um, I love Garrett. And I loved how patient he was. And like, he really did like truly like care about her, which I thought was really sweet. Like the locket for Valentine's day. Oh yeah. And that was sweet. the fact that like, he never pushed her and he was like, I'm having like, like I've never been turned on. Like we're not even like having sex. Like he was just like, whatever's I come from. Like, I just thought that was really sweet, but he did steal the whole show. Like if this was only like in Garrett's POV, I would have still given it five stars. I think if it was in Garrett's POV only, I would have liked it a lot more. It would have been, because it was always like, because like there'll be the instance, like we, spoil alert. So she was like sexually assaulted. They had it on like video and he was so infatuated with how she looked when she was sleeping. He was like, I just want to take a picture, like a video of her sleeping. So like when I'm like on the road, like a million miles away, I it can be like, she's like with me. And he takes the video and she like flips out and like goes off on him, runs away, says I'm better off alone. I hate you. Like you got to be able to have that conversation with somebody. And she didn't tell him. She didn't tell him. Until like two months later. Yeah. She didn't tell him why. And I was like, if you're going through this kind of like relationship, like, like how is Garrett supposed to know? He was just trying to do like a sweet thing. It goes into, so like I have like three very like favorite like quotes. And of course they're all come from Garrett. (laughs) He was like, I don't know what she's dreaming about, but the more her nose scrunches in her sleep and the more she sighs happily and smiles, the more I hope to God it's me. Oh, so cute. Done for. He said, I know your walls are there for a reason. All I ask is that every once in a while you let me in and show me around. I'll hold your hand while you do it. And I promise I won't let go. So he is like, you have to give me something. He was like, I understand you feel this way, but you can't like keep putting me in the outs. And then they decorated for Christmas and he asked her to dance with him. And he says, we sway together a comfortable silence that wraps around us. The twinkly lights from Christmas tree making her glow in my arms. But I think she always glows. If a man ever told me that, like, I'd be on the floor. Well, and that's the thing, too. Garrett had all these sweet things to say. Like, I will say I did highlight like one or two things, because at one point he says that being with her is like a Sunday, yeah, like a lazy Sunday afternoon, which I'm a sucker for. So he had a very sweet POV, but then you get into Jenny's and you're like, what the, f- am I reading the same fucking book? It was yeah. like night and day difference. Yeah. And like, you can tell like he, cause he had to be serious about going into this relationship because with her being Carter's like sister. And I'm like, girl, you got to give him something like some something. The other thing that bothered me is because Jenny had so many opportunities to redeem herself and she does, right? Like when the dance partner kisses her without her consent at the dance recital and you're like, and she slaps him and you're like, yes, Jenny, like be a bad bitch, do your thing. But then it's just for her to like redeem herself and then anxiety spiral again, which is realistic. Like I get it, 
but it was so exhausting to like feel so up and down for a person that by the end I was like, I'm fucking done with you, Jenny. I've given you too many chances. Yeah. Jenny needs to go to therapy. hundred percent. She needs 100%. to go to She had this traumatic experience happen. I think so. She doesn't drink because a drunk driver, that's like what resulted in her dad's death. And I do think it's like the sweetest thing that like Garrett, like, yeah, around, like her, drink around her, he doesn't drink around her. And I just like this man worshiped the ground that she walked on. But like, the thing is you can have like a little argument or fight, but you can't storm off. You have to communicate. And I just wanted to like shake her at some point to yeah. be like, you have this God of a man who was. Yes. Who worships you. Worships you. He didn't. He fell in love with you before you ever had sex. Like y'all didn't fuck for months. Months. And then just for you to be like, I'm better off alone. Bye. Like, like, no. Do some self-work, Jenny. Jesus Christ. Okay. However, we talk about Garrett being a giver. And a giver he was. So let's get into New Year's Spice. I gave this one and a half peppers. How many peppers did you give? I gave it two peppers because the man knows how to talk. He did. He did indeed. I think a big part that like made this so steamy was a lot of it had to be like in secret. Mm -hmm. And so they were all at like a dinner party and he like corners her a little bit and was like, he's like talking about like her underwear. And he's like, do you have a preference for how I take these off later? I can try to be gentle and peel them off real slow when I'm leaning towards option two. And she's like, what's option two? And he was like, I'll destroy them one way or another. They'll be on my bedroom floor tonight and you'll be beneath me saying my name over and over again. He, and the thing that I liked about him so much was that he was so shy, but then it was like he was possessed. Yes. Which is how I like my men. And I was a fan. And like they, when the guys were out, like they had an away game, the girls decided to have fun and like send them on a scavenger hunt, which I thought was fucking I thought hilarious. It was fun. Yeah, I liked that. And I do think that Jackson is getting a book. Like, I think this series continues. I think Adam should get a book. Yeah. So I think Adam gets a book and I think that Jackson gets a book. So they're all there and he like comes up to her and was like, she started like laughing and she's like, you're about to be next somewhere a fuckload more private and with my handprint tattooed on your ass. So if I were you, I'd stop laughing. But that is just so hot. The thing that I liked the most about this, one, he loved dirty talk, but two was the text messages. You'll know I love a phone sex scene and I'm also big on a text message scene. So he's texting her in the morning and he says, dreamt about... <laughs> I really don't think I can. Yeah, you have to. Okay, Emily is actually going to read this for me because we are recording at (laughs) my mother's house and I'm scared that she can hear me. And I'm 12. So um, they're texting and so he sends her and he's like, I think I would have a hard time saying that in general. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sweating. Okay. We're going to do a little ASMR, so open up your ears, because I'm at my mom's house, and she can't know that I say shit like this on the internet. So, Garrett's text to Jenny says, dreamt about fucking your soaking wet pussy all night long until your throat was raw from screaming my name. Then he sends another text and it says, oops, autocorrect. That was supposed to say, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> I have tears down my eyes. Use your fingers. I order gruffly. And Jeannie says, you're not the boss of me. He says, the fuck I'm not. Ride your fingers gorgeous and pretend it's my cock. 
<laughs> we made it. Good time. job. Good job. Um, so yes, it, it was very spicy. That's all we got. I did like I didn't include it, but um she was like she ran into her ex, the one that like she had the traumatic experience with, and she was like, I wanna like have sex with you, Garrett. And he's like, I don't want to like have sex with you in this state. And he was like, when we finally do, it's gonna be like lightning, like struck. Like we thought like we knew lightning and we connected, like this is gonna be like a different kind of lightning. And I just thought, I don't know, that's kind of romantic. It was, but he really talked it up. He really talked it up. And so like if it was anything less than stellar, you'd have to be like, bro, you've been talking this shit up for like three months. Something that I was telling Emily before we started recording, and I'm going to have to repeat it because I think it's important. The dildo to the face. (laughs) Funny once. Ridiculous twice. How do you feel? I think so too. And like, I don't know, like I don't, I don't use like vibrators or anything, but like Jeannie really knew her stuff. I thought that I was- think you should start. I don't know. I've always like wanted like the first time, like it'd be like a partner. Like, I don't think. No, you got to self-explore that shit. So I like- want to do it for the first time with a partner. I don't know. Like I've never like used one. Oh my God. No, stop. Let's get online. <laughs> no. Because I think the first time you need to have some like ex- people will back me up on this I swear to god like if you're gonna meet god you need to do it alone (laughs) you need a friend to come with you like that's a one-on-one I do think it was funny when the boxes first exploded on his face but then after that I was like and I kind of thought it was a little bit weird the personification of the dildos I thought was a little weird Hmm. surprisingly I didn't hate that I actually didn't mind that at all. Like Indiana Bones? I'm okay. I think it's fine. Everyone has their favorites. You can't relate to this. I can't relate relate to it. But everyone has their favorites. I have like a morning time, a midday, and an evening. Like that's how I classify mine. But she really took her pleasure into her own hands. I think that is important. I liked that. See, again, you make me like her. You make me hate her. One step forward, two steps back. And this is the thing. Garrett made this so hot without even having sex with her. Yes. Agreed. Like, I personally think that the hottest scene, um, I don't know what they were coming back from. He was in a suit, so he must have been coming back from a game. game And he was like, how many times have you used this? Be honest. Is it the one where she says you can look or you can touch? Yes. And she is right in front of him. Yeah. And he's not allowed to, he can either look or he can touch. Those are his two options. So, was a fan, again, didn't hate that part of the book. Quite enjoyed that one. It did have good spice. It had good spice. Yeah. It, uh, no, wait, no, stop. I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Something that I detest, okay? I'm in a very loving and committed relationship. We do not need to have conversations in the middle of having sex. Oh, no, I think that's so weird. I hate, they did it so much. I think that's so weird. They'd be like, how was your day? What'd you eat for breakfast? Like, can we talk about this later? I don't think I've We're ever, in the middle of something. I don't think I ever had a conversation during sex. And it wasn't just like, I mean, they did do like the I love you, which again, yeah. got to be a little over the top. <laughs> like I was skipping it. But like basic conversations. Yeah, I've never had a About her brother. Yeah, that's the last person you need to be like having any conversations with. Like they would about- have full-blown conversations. Nope. 
Even, and when they actually started fucking too. No, I think that's weird. Okay. I know to each their own, but I think that's weird. I'm taking a um tip from Jenny, pro-con list. That goes in the con column. <laughs> I do have to say, I think that they should have capitalized more on like the pool, the mm. elevator, mm-hmm. other scenes. Like they're being sneaky, not like roommates, but like kind of like they sh- like live in the same building. I thought that would be... Yeah, it was a lot of, like, similar settings, but I did, like, like, if they were coming in the door, like, clothes were coming off as they were coming in the door, which I appreciated. Which is how I think Carter found out, right? Yeah, because he was, like, he has a key to the place. So he was, like, in the shadows, like a stalker, and he did not handle the whole thing well either. No. He was childish. Yeah. And I know that, like, I asked, I also think it's weird, like... I understand you have to give, like, if you, like, live, like, you'll give, like, your best friend or teammate, like, a key to your place just in case. That doesn't mean you can just waltz in. No. No. Like, you can't just waltz into the place. You need to be, like, boundaries. To, yeah. Boundaries are important. Yeah. They need the boundaries. I, I do want to know. So, and, like, it's a question. So, do you think that Carter had, like, the right to react that way when he found out the relationship? And they do, do you think that there is a right time to ever tell, like, your sibling that you're dating one of their friends? I do not think he had the right to act that way. I think it was childish. And I also think because they were both adults. Like, if he was 27 and she was 21, okay. But, like, she's 24. She's an adult. He's, like, 28, right? Like, they're yeah. not crazy difference. Um, so, no, I don't think that he had a right to react the way that he did. And I think that especially when he tried to, he took Garrett off of like the first line. Yep. Which and is like the, the shittiest thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like if you like don't know anything about hockey, the first line is the best players, like the best, like rate, like left wing, right wing center and defenders. So, like when you get bumped down to like the second, third, fourth line, that is a huge blow to your ego. Yeah. And like, it also didn't help the team. No. Like you were being selfish. You weren't thinking of the team. So not only did you treat your sister shittily and your best friend shittily, but like you treated your team shittily too. Yeah. It's so like you shot on three people at once. Bad team captain. Bad team captain move. And like your wife made you sleep on the couch. Yeah. You knew that you were wrong. I personally think the right time to tell your sibling that you're dating one of their friends is at the fucking beginning. Fucking beginning. Just like be honest. Exactly. And the thing is, I'm like, this is like, cause I, I know like my friends have been like opinionated, like my relationships, unless there is like a major red flag. I don't like Carter, like what was he gonna say? Oh, Garrett fucking sucks. No. Cause we all know Garrett doesn't suck. So he could have been like, yeah, like this is what Carter- really bothers me. If someone is happy, who cares? Who cares? Literally who cares? Who cares? And he created more heartache for Jeannie uh-huh. and more heartache for Garrett by acting like a fucking tool. Yes. So they should have told him straight from the beginning. If Carter doesn't like it, he has his own wife and a baby on the way. So like they, like Jeannie shouldn't care that much about what her brother thinks. Unless there's like, again, the man is a walking red flag, then yeah, he can't like, he can't act that way. Even if you're just sleeping together and you're friends, like you're consenting adults. Yep. So respectfully, his opinion didn't matter. No. And like, there were so many times where Jeannie was really sad. And like when she had the, Oh my gosh, we didn't mention this. We have to talk about how he used one of her dildos to take out the dent. Oh, <laughs> first of all, genius. I've seen the plunger. Never thought using a suction cup dildo would have the same effect 
And I would like Mythbusters to give that one a go and see if it's really true. I was laughing at that part. But like, there were so many times where like Regina was in a dark place and who was there for her? Garrett, not Carter. So I think it was wrong. I think the coach was fucked up for letting Carter move Garrett to the second line and like hurt the team Stanley Cup chances. And I think that Carter just acted like a big old baby. I also like, again, if someone's happy, who cares? Emily was sexting a man who sent her the upper half of his torso on Thanksgiving. Did I care? No, she was happy. That's all that matters. Exactly. All that matters. Okay. Do you think you could fall in love with someone before you have sex with them? No. So I have, I I was going to be slutty on that. I have always said two things. You cannot fall in love with someone before having sex with them and before seeing how they act when they're mad. Ooh. Because how can you, I don't, I think that you have to see how they react like when they're mad to like to fall in love. But I think, and especially like me, like I like have never, like I'm not like casual, like sex kind of gal. I just think that there are so many like emotions that come with like sex, and, like the psychology of sex and all that. So I personally do not think that I could fall in love with someone before having sex with them. No. I don't think so either. And I think you could admit that like you had strong feelings for someone, but I think you need that final act of intimacy to know if like you're compatible, especially if that's important in your relationship, which it was for them. So that's what I couldn't understand. Yeah. And I know that like some people like for like religious reasons, they wait until marriage, kudos to them. But I think that it's honestly like a big part of relationship. So I have no, no hate towards anyone who waits until marriage. This is the thing that I don't like. Okay. When you're at a wedding and you know that they're virgins. Yeah. And we're all just sitting here having fun until you go fuck later. Like that's weird to me. And then I this this is why I I I know that like a lot of people in the South do it. I could never do you have your wedding on a Saturday. I could never do a Sunday brunch because everybody knows that you're fucking. That's true. I could never do a Sunday brunch, like with the family, everybody after, because everybody knows that you just had sex. It's if you're virgins. I actually didn't have sex on my wedding night. I was so tired Mm -hmm. and we had to get up at 4 a.m. And I was very drunk. I um, was puking after (laughs) I did a smoking page. You and everyone else. Not me though. In the bar. Yeah. So no one had sex. Well, a lot of people that shouldn't have did indeed have sex on my wedding night. Including the woman who was our painter who was married who left with somebody else. Do you remember that drama? No. The girl who was the live painter. Oh my God. Left with someone maybe one of Seth's uncles or something I don't remember who she left with but she got really drunk and left with someone and she was married Scandy so she got laid on my wedding night I did not but like everyone I did not everyone knew that Seth and I were fucking before so I think it was fine but like I agree the Sunday brunch yeah if they're vir- like you're just and I think it's weird when people are like they make it known that oh we've waited I'm just like yeah. So then at your wedding, but you want like a medal? Like, I don't know. We're all just sitting here waiting for you to go home. But I think that like sex can be so like intimate and so like full of emotions that I just think it has to happen before you fully love somebody. Because if they, I think that you can show your love for someone like through sex and how you treat them through sex. So I think you have to have sex before falling in love. Agreed. Totally agree. I thought that you were going to disagree with me on that. No. And I'm pleasantly surprised. No, it's the same thing. Like, I don't think that I could fully fall in love with someone and marry someone without living with them no you learned so much absolutely about not you learned so much about it's somebody. a disaster waiting to happen 
My other question that I have is if you, I think you would pick hockey, but if you had to pick a professional athlete to marry, what sport are you picking? Okay. Cause it's predictable that I'm going to pick hockey, but if I was not going to pick hockey, I would probably pick baseball. Baseball is a really long season. That shows 162 games. And so is hockey. Yeah. Hockey which could be good. 82. Listen, I have been, I've been putting some thought okay. into this. Okay. Formula one drivers. Ooh. travel the world you're going to europe you're going to the states you're going to canada australia asia they're short they're short kings but you would travel everywhere you know actually so like hockey, hockey would be my number one i'm completely out of there i'm gonna pick basketball oh that's a good one i'm gonna pick like court side this is the thing baseball season gets fucking hot yeah baseball is long it gets long and hot like I can't enjoy baseball games like my brother is playing I'm like I can't have coffee before so I'm just so anxious so like mm. with baseball but I think with basketball it's just like yeah because they different. don't care to the playoffs so neither do you yeah so hockey would be number one but then basketball would be number two I also could totally be an NFL wife mm. you're not feeling that for you no because I don't know there's too much stoppage and shit happening in football games well, you don't understand football right now. No. We'd have to give you a crash course. But, like, do you follow Allison Kutch on TikTok? I do. Like, I could She's be living, yeah, she's living her life. Yeah. I love her. So, I, I'm thinking golf and Formula One, you'd get that so travel in. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that. But then, like, realistically, I mean, I guess I could be an NFL wife. That's a comment. If I had to. Baseball is just long. That's 162 games not going into the postseason. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And the hottest part of the year, I want to be at the beach. Yeah. I don't want to be supporting you. No offense, but like I'm I'm busy. I'm booked. Yeah, like I want the AC. So hockey, NBA. Okay. There we go. NBA was a left field choice for you. We didn't think about none of us had tennis. Oh, tennis. That's the thing. I think my favorite thing about being like a hockey white, like a sports wife or girlfriend would be the outfits. The outfits that you wear, the outfits they wear. That like we would wear. Like, I know, like, when it's the Stanley Cup playoffs with hockey, everybody looks to see, because all the teams, their wives and girlfriends, all do jackets. So, like, the teams are ranked, like, whose jackets are, like, the best. Like, they do it every, like, playoff game. Like, and you try to, like, one-up the other, like, wags and girlfriends. So, I think that's pretty neat. I could totally do tennis, especially if I was married to, what's his face? Bad boy of tennis. Oh, the one that wore red. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> I'm Googling bad boy of tennis. Nick Kyrgios. That's who we're talking about. I could be a tennis wife. And his girlfriend's very hot. So, you know, that tracks. I just need, like, one of my friends was, like, Emily's still single because she hasn't, like, met, like, her, like, Slavic, like, Neanderthal, like, my big guy, big guy. Mm-hmm. So I would need a sport where they're just, where they're a little on the bigger side. Um, Another thing. We're getting off track here, but that's fine. I bought Emily a book as a little gift and it is called how to not die alone. And I gave her a reading assignment cover to fucking cover. She better get that highlighter out. We need this to be annotated. I want notes. We need a book report. All of the spice rack potties need a little book report. So I was listening to this one podcast, um, mean girl pod, and they had this lady on her name is Logan Yuri. She's on um, all social media um, platforms and she's like a relationship psychologist. So she came out with a quiz of like why you're like single, right? And it's like based three categories. You're a romanticizer, 
hesitator. And I forgot what the third one is. So a maximizer. A maximizer. So my top choice was hesitator. I'm like, oh, when this happens, I'll start dating. Da, da, da. And she made this whole book about how like, it's kind of like reverse psychologizes you to like, be like, cut the shit and just like start. So it teaches you how to like, even like work the dating apps. So like, you're like, you're getting the most even out of the apps. So that you don't die alone. So I think we need a weekly update on how the book is going yes. and how the process is going. Because Emily did say that she was a hesitator, but I would personally argue that she fits all three categories. So that's where we're at. So yeah, so I will be updating you guys on that. And we're going to date in 2023. One of us. One of us. One is going to cheer Seth for us. Seth, they're going to hear all the stories. We'll date. Seth <laughs> and Seth can date too. Speaking of dates, it's time to put Garrett on the boyfriend pyramid. And if you don't know, if you're new here, our boyfriend pyramid is backed by science because we are um, girlies in sim, hard to believe. And the bottom level is the ultimate friends with benefits. You do it like maybe once or twice. You'd sneak out in the middle of the night, not tell your roommates. One level up is meet the family. You'd be fine to like comfortably date them for a while. Like maybe you'd bring them home for a holiday The next level up is white picket fence. So you could happily marry and settle down with this person and you'd have a happy little life. And then our top level is God tier. We say not everyone can be God tier, but it depends which one of us you ask. (laughs) I think not everyone can be God tier. Emily, Emily thinks everyone should be God tier. And that's where we're at. The more red flags, the higher they go on Emily's. So where are you putting Garrett? It might be a new year, but one thing I'm still going to be is predictable. So I'm putting him in God tier. <laughs> it writes itself, folks. It writes itself. I'm putting Garrett at white picket fence because he did carry. I think he could be God tier if he had better taste in women. And that's where I'm at. And I'm going to stick with that because I can't hate a book, but put the man at God tier because I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have standards too. But this is the thing, if Garrett was my husband, I would trust him on a road trip that he wouldn't even look in another woman's direction. Oh, see, I'm thinking like you would trust him with directions. Like, oh. You would trust him to get you there. You're thinking about other women. Yeah, like I could just, your sex life would be good. He's yeah. going to tell you to cut the shit. No, not enough. Emily. <laughs> He's not going to tell you to cut the shit enough. I'm going to keep my God here. I think that you would have a happy life together. I do too. That's why I put them in white pants. I love that you were like, we could go on a road trip. And he's not going to cheat on me. I would like to know more about that reasoning. Like they can go like him and his teammates and go on a road trip. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know that nothing's going to happen. Like they were in the car. They're driving across the country. Okay. So I have to come. And I think since it's a new year, nigger houses have been evicted. <gasps> We're starting off fresh. No, your house is being evicted. My house has been carefully constructed. Okay, so now just because you're at maximum occupancy doesn't mean you can kick everyone out, Emily. They're a triple. We're in a housing crisis. They're a triple bunk bed. Well, guys, um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. (laughs) We're really excited for 2023 and um, all the books that we're going to read and talk about this year. And next week, we are going a little bit Dark Mafia with Rise of the King by Bella Matthews. Sam and I have not read this. So there's a 
there's a 75% chance we could cancel it and not read it, but. And it is on Kindle Unlimited, so we're excited, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye!